Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. On episode 121, what we're going to do is we're going to re-rank the 2020 rookie class. I think something that all Dynasty managers should do every year is to look back at their off-season rookie rankings and then re-rank the rookies at the end of the year. I do that every year, and I feel like this process helps me and helps you identify mistakes in your processes and to assess better and rank the upcoming rookie class uh, more accurately. Uh, after doing so this last week, I'm pleased to say that my end-of-year rankings were not too far off from my off-season rankings, meaning the rankings that I did I'm going to present today aren't too far off from how I ranked them before our rookie drafts. And so this podcast, I'll just share a little bit about what I learned from my re-ranking process and why I re-ranked players as I did. So without further ado, let's get into I'm going to do the top 20 of this 2020 rookie class. 20, 2020 rookie class re-ranked top 20. Number one for me is Jonathan Taylor. And Taylor was my number one ranked rookie last year, and he's still my number one ranked rookie at the end of the season. It did take him some time to get acclimated to the NFL, but by the end of the season, he was playing as expected when I ranked him number one uh, in this class. Uh, His size, his speed, his college production made him my number one prospect in this class, and he's lived up to the billing. Uh, The only knock on Taylor's future uh, is the question marks maybe around the quarterback position in Indianapolis. Phillip Rivers does not sign another contract. He's he's a free agent already just after one year. But even if they had to rely solely on Taylor, I think that he could carry the team. Jonathan Taylor remains my number one uh, rookie from the 2020 class. Number two, I would rank uh, Justin Jefferson now uh, up from number seven. I had him as my number seven ranked rookie before rookie drafts, and now he's moved up to be my number two ranked rookie at the end of the season. It's just that his uh, record-setting rookie season made him the highest-scoring rookie wide receiver and and forced him to get moved up to be my number one ranked wide receiver at the end of the season in this rookie class. I honestly didn't believe that Kirk Cousins could make one of his receivers a top-ten scoring receiver, but he proved me wrong about making two receivers finish in the top eight in scoring, Thielen finished eighth with only 74 receptions, and Jefferson finished sixth with only 88 receptions. Minnesota may be a run-first team, but Jefferson, if, if Jefferson can compile 1,400 yards in his rookie season, I think he can do it years to come, even with Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. Rank number three, I have C.D. Lamb, and he was number three in my rookie rankings, too. So Lamb was my number three ranked rookie last year, and he remains number three ranked rookie here at the end of the season. Jefferson just barely jumped Lamb um, in my end of season rankings, uh, but I could see these two swapping places in my rankings throughout the next few years. Um, Lamb, he just didn't get the privilege of playing with Dak Prescott for a full season. Otherwise, he very well could have played better than Jefferson. I think his future is definitely bright when Dak returns and gets signed to a long-term contract. Uh, C.D. Lamb is awesome. And he remains at number three for me. Number four is J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins was my number two ranked rookie last year. And now he's my number four ranked rookie at the end of the season. So just a little bit of a fall. 
Uh, I see Dobbins as the second best running back in the class, just like I did before the season started. I took him. It did take him some time to become the lead back in Baltimore, but he was by the end of the season. Uh, I do still fear a little bit that Baltimore is going to stay committed to splitting carries in their backfield, but Dobbins really has shown that he has what it takes to uh, score efficient, be efficient in scoring fantasy points, even if he just gets 15 touches per game. He's their best pass-catching back as well on an offense that's going to score a lot of points in the future with Lamar Jackson, so I have him number four. Number five, surprise, is James Robinson. Uh, Robinson was my number 65 ranked rookie last year, and now at the end of the season, he's my number five ranked rookie. Amazing uh, turn turn of events. Hey, I will say this. At least I had Robinson in my top 72 rookie rankings. If you follow me, I do 72 rookie rankings. And at least I had him in my top 72. Other people didn't even have him in their top 72. Uh, He was definitely the biggest surprise breakout player in the class. Robinson wasn't drafted in any of my eight rookie drafts. I'm in eight dynasty leagues. He wasn't drafted by anyone. So literally everyone was blown away by Robinson's seventh place finish to end the season. His future looks better now too with Jacksonville likely to draft uh, Trevor Lawrence and bring in a new coaching staff. There's a possibility that this new staff could want to draft their own running back, which is why Robinson was traded in a lot of leagues that I'm a part of. But I just don't believe that they will. Uh, Jacksonville has too many holes to fill elsewhere, and Robinson has absolutely proved his worth this year. I think he's going to be the lead running back in Jacksonville next year as well. Number six ranked rookie would be Justin Herbert. Um, Herbert was my number 21 ranked rookie last year, and now I've moved him all the way up to number six at the end of the season. Um, I definitely made a mistake by ranking Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovola ahead of him but uh, last offseason, but I still ranked him ahead of other analysts and dynasty managers because I ended up drafting him in three out of my eight leagues, so I must have had him ranked higher than, than most people thought because he was available for me uh, to draft in three of my eight leagues. Um, now, I, I do believe that he'll have a better career than, than Burrow Tua. Now I, now I believe that, and that's why I've moved him up to number six. Setting the rookie record for touchdown passes is just the beginning for Herbert, and I really think the Chargers are going to hire an offensive-minded head coach because they have to make the most of their young superstar quarterback, and that's going to bode well for Herbert's future. He's all the way up to number six for me. Re-ranking number seven is DeAndre Swift. Uh, He was my number six-ranked rookie last year, and now he's my seventh-ranked rookie at the end of the season, so just not, not much of a difference there. I think like Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins, it did take time for Swift to take over as the lead running back, and plus Swift's injuries also prevented him from breaking out. But there was enough film in the games that did uh, that he did play to clarify that he is the Lions' lead back of the future. If Detroit blows up their team this offseason, like some suggest that they will, I will have to move Swift further down my rankings, but I really don't believe that they're going to do that. They have a great core of offensive weapons and a solid quarterback with Stafford. And quarterbacks, even though people talk about Stafford being traded, quarterbacks are really hard to trade, especially when they have the long, uh, the very large contracts like Stafford does. It's not going to be that easy for them to trade him. I don't think Detroit's going to do a, a complete rebuild. Number eight in my re-rankings is T. Higgins. Um, Higgins was my number 10 ranked rookie last year, and now he's my number eight ranked rookie at the end of the season. Uh, so he didn't move much. Higgins didn't move much, but I did move him up just ahead of like Jerry, Judy, and Jalen Rager, who I had ranked ahead of him before rookie drafts last year. Uh, the offseason story of him and Joe Burrow training together must have been true because Higgins quickly became Burrow's top target ahead of Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green, and it's safe to, to bet, uh, safe bet to say that Higgins 
and Burrow will be paired together for the next decade, making each other fantasy studs in the future. I love where T. Higgins is at, having number eight. And then right behind him at number nine, I have Joe Burrow. Uh, Burrow was my number 13th ranked rookie last year, and now he's my number nine at the end of the season. Burrow moved up, moved up in my rankings after playing pretty well to, uh, early in the season before ending the season with his injury. If he does recover from his injury and Cincinnati invests more in their offensive line during the draft, which they desperately need to do, I think that he will have a great future with his team. He may not, he may not be healthy to start the you know game one next season, depending on how his recovery goes, but he's still a very, very valuable uh, dynasty quarterback. I have Burrow at number nine. Number 10 in my re-rankings is Jerry Judy. Um, Judy was my number five ranked rookie last year, and he's my number 10 ranked rookie at the end of the season. Judy had an up-and-down rookie season for sure, with key drop passes in games and only two breakout games, even while not having to compete for targets with Cortland Sutton injured. He thought that he'd get way more than he has. Um, his two, breakout, his two uh, breakout games and his college tape, though, they, they prove that he's still a great prospect. His last game of the year, and I think it was maybe game four, he had another breakout game. Um, so I, I just couldn't drop him too far as a result. Uh, but I was willing to move Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins ahead of him at the end of the season, and I already had C.D. Lamb ranked ahead of Judy last offseason. So Judy's taken a small fall from number 5 to number 10 for me. All right, let's go 11 through 20. Number 11 is Chase Claypool. Uh, from number He was my number 35-ranked rookie last year, and he's my number 11-ranked rookie here at the end of the season. And here's one where I'll first admit that I was wrong. I was definitely wrong in my evaluation of Claypool. He looked to be more like a tight end at Notre Dame, in my opinion. Uh, strong, He was strong at jump balls, had great uh, catch radius, but he didn't seem to be the best route-running skills. Um, even his second-round second, second draft capital was not enough for me to move him up in my rankings, so I drafted him nowhere. But Pittsburgh, however, they, they drafted Claypool to do just what he's able to do. Uh, they made him a red zone target and a deep ball threat, and, and it worked. So I still like Deontay Johnson quite a bit more than Claypool since uh, he's a more complete receiver, even though he's had a lot of drops this year. But I had to move Claypool way up in my, at my end-of-season rookie rankings, all the way from number 35. Now he's number 11, and I admit being wrong on Claypool. Finally, number, not finally, but number 12, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he, he was my number 16th-ranked rookie last year, and now he's my number 12-ranked rookie at the end of the season. I really downgraded Ayuk a bit in my rookie rankings because he was drafted by the 49ers. Um, who really just like to spread the ball around too much for my liking. They really make their offensive players very inconsistent because of it. Ayuk was extremely reliable last season, but really not until George Kittle and Debo Samuel were out due to their injuries and made Ayuk the primary target uh, the back half of the season. So I moved Ayuk up in my rankings to end the season because he played so well, but the concerns that I have for 49ers players overall still do persist. But I did move him up from number 16 to number 12. Number 13 in my re-ranking is LaVisca Chenault. Uh, Chenault was, in my number, um, was my uh, number 14 ranked rookie last year, and now he's 13. So he didn't move up very much, but he moved up one spot. Uh, Chenault just had a really solid rookie campaign. He was in the starting lineup from week one. Uh, I think he's just scratched the surface, though, and will likely have Trevor Lawrence throwing him the ball next year. I actually traded a 2021 first-round pick to acquire him in a recent dispersal draft where I needed to get younger at wide receiver and decided to trust what I've seen in this year, what I've seen in the NFL, rather than wait to draft a rookie that I've not seen. And so LaVisca Chenault uh, up to number 13 
just outside of the first round picks, but I was willing to trade a first round pick for him um, just last week. Number 14 in my rankings is uh, re-rankings is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Edwards-Alaire was my number eight ranked rookie last season, and now he's moved back to number 14 at the end of the season. And I'm kind of unique. I took quite a stand by ranking seven players ahead of Alaire, who was drafted by many managers as the first pick in many of my drafts. And so I moved him back a bit further now at the end of the season. I really like Edwards-Alaire, just not as much as most people do. I think that Kansas City has so many weapons in their offense, and and Coach Reed just doesn't feed his team's running backs to the degree that I would like. And so I'd like to have him on one of my teams, but I just don't because I don't see, I don't value him as high as most people do. And so that's why he's not on any of my rosters. Uh, Even a further downgrade from number eight now to number 14. And then my re-rankings at number 15, I have Antonio Gibson. Uh, Gibson was my number 33 ranked rookie last year, and now he's moved up to be number 15 at the end of the season. I was very wrong in my evaluation of Gibson. I have to admit it. His college tape was was fantastic, but his college production was not since he only had 77 touches in college. I docked him in my rookie rankings because of this and because of his dual roles at both running back and wide receiver. But he completely outperformed my expectations. He appears to be Washington's future lead running back. Although I would say that his injury at the end of the season makes me a little worried uh, a bit about his future injuries since he's really never been a lead running back in college and has tried to do that now for the first time. I wasn't surprised that he was injured. So that's why I've only moved him up to number 15. Number 16, another running back is Cam Akers. Uh, Akers was my number four ranked rookie last year, and now he's my 16th ranked rookie at the end of the season. So he's taken a bit of a fall. Uh, Akers didn't fully take over the lead running back position until the very end of the season and into the playoffs. And I actually uh, created these rankings before the NFL playoffs started. And I may wish to change my rankings after, after watching Akers in the playoff game. He did, he did exceptionally well on Saturday. I just think that the three-headed backfield throughout the year and then really Daryl Henderson's few great games made me concerned that Akers and Henderson are going to share carries in the years to come, at least the next two years while Henderson's still under contract, I believe. Uh, so I still have some concerns about that backfield, even though Akers... He could, he could change my opinion here in the NFL playoffs, that's for sure. And number 16 in my re-rankings is Tua Tungavaiola uh, from number 15. Tua was my 15th ranked rookie last year, and now he's 16th ranked rookie at the end of the season, so not much of a change there. Uh, Tua didn't do enough positively or negatively to cause me to move him much in my rankings. Uh, he was named Miami's starter by, at, after their bye week, the kind of the forced bye week that they had. But he was replaced a few times by Ryan Fitzpatrick. And unlike Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, Tua really looked like a rookie. And that's more the norm than, than it should be. So I don't think there's much reason to be concerned. I also don't believe that Miami's going to draft another quarterback in the first round. Um, or with that, that, with that first round pick, I think it's pick number three that they acquired from the Texans. I just don't think they're going to draft a quarterback there. I think they know that what they have in Tua, they expected him to struggle in his rookie season, and he's the quarterback of their future. Although now those trade rumors with uh, Deshaun Watson in Miami, we'll see if those things happen. Either way, Tua is going to be a starting quarterback next year for Miami, if not uh, Houston, if that trade actually happens. Number 17 in my re-rankings is Cole Komet. Uh, He was my number 34 ranked rookie last season, and now he's all all the way up to number 17 at the end of the season. It's pretty simple. By midseason, Komet was out snapping Jimmy Graham, even though Graham was Chicago's favorite red zone target and definitely... Uh, smashed Kement in, in fantasy points. But Kement, to me, looks like the next TJ Hawkinson. 
Uh, he projects to be an every week starter for me next year on dynasty teams. I moved commit up 17 spots because he'll be one of my favorite. He's going to be one of my favorite trade targets uh, during this offseason for sure to try to get him before he breaks out. On the same team, number 18 is Darnell Mooney. Um, Mooney was unranked in my rookie uh, rankings last year, meaning my rankings are out of 72. So he was outside the 72, and now he's moved all the way up to number 18 in my rookie rankings to end the season. I have to admit it, I just completely missed on Mooney, uh, who I now have moved up to what would have been like a second-round pick, pick pick number 18 or or rank number 18 here. Before the season started, Anthony Miller was actually one of my favorite uh, predictions for a breakout and he just didn't. And Mooney passed him right by in Chicago's lineup, and he has played much better than Miller has played this year. Uh, he's another offseason trade target of mine for sure. I actually traded a late second-round pick for him already, and I'm going to try to do so again uh, throughout this offseason. Last two here, uh, number 19, and my re-rankings of the rookie class would be Jalen Rager. Uh, moved him up to uh, number, or moved him back to number 19, while he was my number nine ranked rookie last year. So he's moved back 10 spots. Rager, honestly, is the player that I'm most disappointed with at the end of the season. He did battle a few injuries, but he still had every opportunity to play as any as any of the other rookie wide receivers uh, on this list. He just didn't break out like the other ones did. Um, I'm definitely going to give Philadelphia's entire offense a pass this year as they, as they had their woeful quarterback play. But even so, I had to be honest with myself and move Rager back uh, quite a bit in my rankings. Moved him back to number 19 from number 9. And the last player I'll mention today is number 20, A.J. Dillon. Uh, Dillon was my number 24 ranked rookie last year, and he's my number 20 ranked rookie here at the end of the season. Dillon spent much of his rookie season on the COVID list, but finally broke out in week 16. Uh, I think it was enough to help him hold his dynasty value during the offseason. While Green Bay decides what to do with their two free agent running backs with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, if he shows a little bit more promise during this Packers playoff run in the NFL playoffs, he's surely um, going to let, I think that, that if he does, the Packers will surely let one of their free agent running backs go, if not uh, both of them, depending on what their cap situation is like. Um, A.J. Dillon really has a chance to be an active part of the offense next season, so I've moved him up from number 24 to number 20. Always a fun process. I encourage you to do the same. Go back and look at your rookie rankings and try to re-rank the rookie class. See which players you missed on and which ones you're right on. And see if you can learn some things and become a better Dynasty manager as you start thinking about the 2021 rookie class. Well, that's a wrap this week, Uh, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. Much better on email than Twitter, so email me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted and independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there. Get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.